So <clears throat> you probably have heard this word talked about. You've probably heard us talking about Kingdom Builders. But if you weren't at the banquet last November, uh, that when we, when we launched it a year ago, 2018 in November, then you might not be familiar with all that we're talking about when it comes to Kingdom Builders. And um, my uh, wife and I had the privilege of being in Victoria, B.C., for General Conference uh, a couple of years ago, and uh, we heard a uh, guy named Rob Ketterling, who pastors uh, one of the largest Assemblies of God churches in America in, in Minnesota. And so he, his church is the largest missions-giving church uh, in, the, in the entire Assemblies in North America. And uh, I believe that they, they achieved that through developing uh, this uh, plan and this program called Kingdom Builders. And uh, they, they have uh, broke that down so much for foreign overseas missions, so much for home missions, so much for glo uh, global expansion, local expansion, et cetera. And uh, at present, there are over $10 million a year is going in out of that church into missions. Now, uh, we didn't start with $10 million our first year, just so you know. Um, but we, we are excited about what God has been able to do uh, in this church. And so today what I want to do is just bring a, a completed report of what all we were able to accomplish last year, uh, a lot of awesome things that took place, and then to share with you some projects that we have on our heart for this coming year. And, uh, and then the other thing I'd like to do is that is I have a confession to make that 2019 was a year when uh, Kevin Dowling discovered the limitations of Kevin Dowling. If you haven't had that epiphany yet, it usually doesn't happen until you get later in life. Because when we're younger, we, we uh, believe that we can scale every mountain, defeat everything, and that, and that we'll never run out of energy. But I discovered that at 56, there's limitations to Kevin Dowling. And, uh, and, and I discovered that the hard way. And so took on too many things, did, was involved in too many things, and uh, realized when I got to the end of the year that I was completely and thoroughly wore out. How many have ever got there? You're just completely tired, right? And you just go, I got nothing left. And so that was my 2009. So the word of the Lord for me in 2020 was rest. And uh, that was the word the Lord gave me. What's that? Not, yeah, not too good yet, but, anyway, but I'm working on it. But anyway, uh, but that was the word of the Lord I got for 2020. And it's hilarious. I came home last night and had a busy day yesterday and we had a meeting here with core leadership and and I came home and I opened up my gems from the Greek last night and, uh, and so I realized I hadn't I hadn't even read uh, this this morning I hadn't spent that time in the morning uh, you know with the Lord I just got up in the morning just started going so last night before I went to bed I said I gotta just calm my spirit down and just spend some time with the Lord so I love that devotional, so I cracked it open, and there's January 26th yesterday, I cracked the thing open, and it says, there remains a Sabbath day's rest for his people. <laughs> I kid you not, that was, the, that was the devotional last night. You can go look it up, you got a copy at home, you can see that. That was yesterday's uh, word for me, was there remains a Sabbath day's rest for his people, and I, start, I just started to laugh. I was like, are you kidding me? Because I just walked in the door and I just said to my wife, I said, I'm tired. <laughs> was that? Yeah, we got home and, and the, the plowman had left us a gift in our driveway. So we were out there. How many love those gifts you get left in your driveway, you know? And uh, the one chunk was that long and this big around. It was just, I don't know how, where he even found that. 
so that he was able to drop it in my driveway. But he located it and put it right there. And, and I thought, you know, if this freezes, you'll rip the undercarriage out of your car trying to get over it. So we got to get rid of it. So by the time we got in the door, I, I said, I'm tired. So 2019 was the year when, when Kevin completely reached the end of, of Kevin. So I, now I, I know my limits, and I'd rather not push them uh, to that degree again. So, but the other thing that the Lord started showing me is that part of the problem is self-induced and that you need to learn to uh, delegate more things to more people. You need, even though it's, it's hard to meet with committees, committees get work done. Uh, it's hard to schedule all those groups, and so the Lord was saying you need to do some restructuring. And one of the areas that he said, you know, to me I need to restructure is kingdom builders. So going forward, uh, coming out of this morning, one of the things I want to do is I want to uh, talk with people who are really passionate about this to put together a, a committee for Kingdom Builders that's going to help us be even more effective as we go forward. So I'm going to say more effective. More effective. Yeah, because I want to be even more effective. Um, I think it's important for us not just to be efficient, but to be effective. Efficiency is highly overrated. But effectiveness, now that's really important. Right? So... So this piece of paper you have, just keep it and look at it later um, uh, instead of reading through it this morning <clears throat> while I'm speaking. I would really appreciate that. So Kingdom Builders was, uh, last November we had a, a banquet. I think we had about 50, 60 people here. Uh, we had a dessert night. Your dessert, we're out in the foyer for today. So uh, that's your dessert for 2020. We decided not to do a banquet uh, this year just to do a, a thing on a Sunday morning so we could present to everybody and let everybody know what we're doing. We'll go back to doing the banquet next fall and, and the stuff, but, but for this year, uh, I said, you know, let's just, we don't have the kitchen finished, we don't have the ability to even properly do it, so let's do it this way uh, this year. And then everybody gets to hear exactly what Kingdom Builders is about and how you can be a partner with this. So last year in Kingdom Builders, we broke it down into three areas, global, local, and future. Global, local, and future. And uh, that was the way we broke it down. And here's a great quote. There are some people who live in a dream world, and there are some who face reality, and then there are those who turn one into the other. Isn't that a great quote? And that's really what Kingdom Builders is about. Everything that we are going to present here started as an idea, as a dream. Uh, we raised money and, and labor and work for it, and we were able to complete that dream. And it starts as an idea. It starts about shifting and changing some people's realities and then being able to come up with a different result. Amen. So let's look at global first. So I'm going to play a couple of videos. I've, most of you may have seen these first two videos before, but this is who we're partnering with in the Philippines. We've got a team going, uh, leaving a week from Tuesday, nine of us going over to work with Mike. Pretty excited about it. And Mike's going to talk to here, so just make sure the volume's up back there, guys. And he's going to tell us a little bit about uh, our partnership with him and what we were looking to raise money for last year. that is being constructed and as you can see the house will be a sizable house one that will finish at around 6,500 square feet uh, it will be able to house at least 30 to 40 children boys and girls school-aged children the bottom floor here you see this is going to be an indoor playroom it'll have bedrooms staff rooms an office on the bottom floor for our social worker it will also have a second floor where there's going to be a boys dorm and a girls dorm and this house will be such a blessing to the children that are able to come here to be loved, cared for, provided for, 
And uh, it's such a blessing for you to be a great part of that. Desert Stream, we can't thank you enough. You've been such a huge part of what's taking place here in the Philippines for the last 13 years. Uh, you've helped us uh, minister the gospel. You've helped us build churches. You've helped us build dozens of homes. You've helped us start a Bible school. Uh, you've helped us feed literally thousands of people. And uh, now you're helping us care for the orphan and to see traffic children restored. Uh, and it means the world to us. Thank you for taking part in this new home that's being built. We can't say thank you enough. We love and appreciate Desert Stream. Thank you. One of the projects that we were looking at working with the Baileys on was literally raising the roof on that building. So we were raising the money to be able to put the roof on that building. Uh, and it has another video that he sent us about another project we are working on with him last year. I'm actually standing on the land of Hope for All Children right here in the island of Samo in the nation of the Philippines. And the purpose of this land is simple. The, uh, this land, this agricultural land is here for one reason, is to help us feed children. And uh, so these resources, whether it's vegetables or fruits or resources that we can sell and buy ingredients to make meals, that's the purpose of this land. And for years we've been cultivating this land or developing this land with very simple tools. For example, in the local dialect, this is called a bolo. We would call it a machete. Can you imagine cutting this whole field of hay with this simple bolo? That's, that's how it's done. We go back and forth, back and forth. Notice the arch on the back? My friend, if you do that all day, you're gonna know it. For a field like this, we really need a tractor. As you can see, this is just a simple mower that we use in this field of bananas uh, to keep it cleaned and maintained. Uh, a tractor, again, would help us greatly in uh, being able to do this more efficiently, more effectively. And better yet, a tractor with attachments like a plow and tiller would help us to cultivate this land and plant something that would be even more productive than simply maintaining it. You can see this is a simple wheelbarrow. We've put hundreds of miles on wheelbarrows like this. Uh, though we wouldn't stop using these, these are so useful. Having a tractor with a front-end loader to help us move things around more quickly, more efficiently, would be so helpful. The tractor that you see here costs 42,000 Canadian dollars. It comes with a front-end loader, it comes with a brush hog, a plow, and a tiller. And this piece of equipment will greatly, greatly help us in developing this land. Thank you for taking time to watch this video and thank you for considering to being a part of this need being met for Hope for All Children. As we endeavor to feed more children in schools, as we endeavor to feed more children that we take in, the orphan, the children that are being rescued from sex trafficking. Listen, you're a great part of that. And we're just so thankful, so appreciative. And so we just want to say thank you. There's one of the, the Filipinos, he's sitting on it. He's pretty happy, look at that. Because he's thinking to himself, I don't got to use that, that bolo anymore. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Uh, now, as you can see in the background, the roof is on the building. The building is done. They, we're, gonna, we're over there, we're going to be sheeting it. We're going to be finishing that roof off. Uh, Deadstream raised the money for that roof. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. 
And uh, I'll show you the numbers in a minute, but we also raised a, a, a large portion of the money for the tractor, and he was able to purchase the tractor this year as well. And both of those things were accomplished and were done. And we're pretty excited about that. And so Mike's just going to talk uh, one more video here about um, the team coming and uh, just a, a thank you to us uh, as, a, as a church. Mike Bailey here with Hope for All Children. We are so excited to be hosting a team coming from Desert Stream in just a few weeks now. And I wanted to send this video, uh, one, just to send our very deep appreciation and thanks uh, for your participation in this ministry, for all that you've been a part of over the many, many years that we've been here and that you've been a part of Hope for All Children. Behind me, you see the children's home that's being constructed. That metal roofing that is on that building is because of you. And we're very thankful for the part that you have participated in to see this children's home built. As well, we have been able to buy a tractor uh, that has helped us maintain the land. And you'll see what the team will see when they come. It has made such a tremendous difference in helping us maintain the land of Hope for All Children. And so for those two gifts, very big blessing. We just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, when the team comes, we're going to have such a great time. We're going to have times... Here at Hope for All Children, we're going to have times in the city. Uh, we're going to have times in a ministry school. We're going to have times in churches, rural churches, city church. Uh, we're going to have times uh, where we travel to another area, another region, and go to a fishing village and experience some ministry in the mountains. And so we are so excited and stoked about this trip that's coming up and excited for those of you that have been here before, and we're excited for those that are taking their very first missions trip. We're going to make the most of it, and we believe that the Lord is really going to move in us and through us and among us and be glorified through it all. So we just want to say bless you, bless your preparation to come, grace on you as you travel, and we look forward to meeting each one of you at the airport when you arrive in Davao. So we will see you soon. God bless you. Amen. That's pretty exciting stuff, isn't it? Praise the Lord. All right, so then last year, uh, we also have been partnering. Over the last few years, we have done a lot of work in Haiti as well. We've raised money for uh, Bennett's vehicle. We've helped uh, literally to complete the school after the earthquake. So many things that we've done uh, in Haiti, and Bennett has been a tremendous guy. This is the status of the uh, uh, president's residence, as they called it. Uh, uh, it, it used to be a full two-story building and it collapsed in the earthquake. And then uh, this is the new school that Bennett has uh, after the earthquake, amen? And it's so exciting to see. There's the car that we helped to raise the money for, for Bennett as well. Uh, and uh, these are the students uh, at the school. They have uh, almost 900 students that they have in the school. Uh, this has been a difficult, difficult year in Haiti and we need, we need to pray for breakthrough in the nation I was looking over uh, Bennett's correspondence, and even as late November, barricades still up all around Port-au-Prince, not able to get movement of uh, food and product around. People are literally, uh, you know, paying five, six dollars a liter for gasoline if you can even get it. Uh, just a situation that is desperate, and uh, I personally think that that they're going to need to have to bring the UN again. Uh, in because the UN left in 2017. They'd been in since the earthquake. They left in 2017, and uh, civil un unrest has been growing around 
corruption in the government and stuff since then. And, uh, and, and probably the free flow of goods is not going to happen until the UN goes back in and, and, and gets rid of all of the, the, uh, the rebels and people that are setting up roadblocks and making it difficult. For people who are trying to do the work of improving the nation, uh, making that work so difficult for them. And Bennett's one of those guys that Bennett is a machine. If you're with Bennett in, in Haiti, he gets up at 4 o'clock in the morning. And uh, his day begins at 4. Uh, he spends some time with the Lord. Then he gets to his computer. He does all of his emails between 5 and 6 in the morning. Then he goes, he eats breakfast, and then he goes out, and he and, he and the team start, they have the basically one of the few if not the only well in their community so they start pumping up water and they load containers in the back of the truck and they drive all over town delivering water to the elderly those who are incapacitated and unable to be able to get to a water source themselves and uh, they deliver all that and then by the time eight nine eight or nine o'clock comes around he's the president of the call of the school he goes over as a headmaster and begins to get things going for the day in the school they feed uh, 800 and some students a day well, since uh, September, they've not been able to have school this year. Uh, it's been uh, impossible to get food back and forth. The community has been, uh, you know, isolated. Uh, the highways have been blocked off. And so they're, they're really hoping that this semester they're able to get in full semester. We need to be praying and asking God, what can we do to help in the situation in Haiti? And it's been tough because there's been travel bans on going there as well. So you can't just get on a plane and go down there. Uh, your consulate's going to really uh, tell you strongly not to go right now um, because kidnappings and things like that are, are occurring in the country. Haiti needs our support. So what did we do last year in Kingdom Builders? We had Haiti, and we had a budget of 20000 that we were looking to raise for uh, playground and, and equipment uh, around the school. Then we were looking at the small orphanage of 15000 for the roof, and we were looking to raise 42000 was with cost of the tractor. And uh, we knew we'd have some global partners with us on that tractor, but that's what we were looking for. Uh, the project in Haiti never got off the ground because of the uprising, and so the money that came in for that, we had $2,160 uh, $2, came in for that, but um, we've had so much other money come in for Haiti that's went for aid and things like that as well. And uh, we also had someone, Elizabeth, I think just last two weeks ago, sent a, a check through for... Uh, $30,000 uh, so that Bennett could replace his van. Uh, just a lot of stuff still going in there, but, but right now we're not able to complete that project and get that uh, done. We did raise $16,495 for the roof of the orphanage and able to pay for that. Whoops, and another $19,000, I hit the button twice there, that we raised toward the tractor. Amen? And uh, it was awesome to be able to do that, and all those things we were able to purchase. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So then, uh, local kingdom expansion. Well, last year we uh, brought Will Graham in here, and we set aside part of our Kingdom Builders budget to financially invest in that outreach. And that was an awesome, awesome time, and we're so grateful for what God did there. Uh, Grace Inn, we were able to invest in Grace Inn, and Grace Inn is now open and running, and, uh, and now we have a whole host of new needs that we have as a result of it running. And, uh, and we're just excited about that. We're excited to be an answer. Uh, and, uh, and so we're just uh, thrilled about what God's going to do. But they need our support and need our help. And then last year also, we looked at our kitchen. This was our kitchen. You remember when I put these slides up and I said, our kitchen is terrible. 
is terrible. All that you see on that screen is no more. And uh, the kitchen, we're getting close to the goal line on that. Hallelujah. But uh, that had to have been the worst church kitchen in the entire city of Belleville. I'm pretty sure we were ranked right up there. I think if they did a poll, we'd have probably come up near the top. Uh, after service, I encourage you to drop in and take a look. It doesn't look anything like that anymore. And so the, the projects, we were looking to raise 25000 to redo the kitchen. Uh, Will Graham, 5000 and Grace Inn, we were looking to make an, an additional 5000 commitment there. And we were able to raise $31,458 to get the kitchen done. I think some ladies might have had some input in that saying, Pastor, we're going to get this done. And uh, we're, we're pretty excited about that. We were able to raise the $5,000 Will Graham and $5,350 for Grace Inn. Praise the Lord. Amen. That's good stuff. That is really exciting. Amen. Whew. All right. So. And then we uh, talked about future Christian leaders, investing in the next generation. One of those things we took on is a partnership with Queen Elizabeth School. Now, you might think to yourself, well, what's that got to do with the price of tea in China? Well, it has to do with this, that we believe that God's called us to reach out to our community. And uh, we believe that God is going to bring forth uh, future leaders uh, for the kingdom from places where we may not have, have even thought of it. And this is uh, what we call... Pre-evangelism, everybody say pre-evangelism. This is when you invest in an area and you're not going in there to preach, you're not going in there to do this, you're going in to build relationship, to invest in people. And uh, Queen Elizabeth has some of the, the poorest uh, families in the city have their kids that go to Queen Elizabeth. Uh, the amount of, uh, of uh, extra revenue that they have to be able to do extra things is very, very small. And so we've been able to partner with them and we've been very excited about that. We also wanted to renovate our kids' zone, and uh, it's a pretty cool place, but as you see, paint peeling off the floor and stuff like that, that, that thing needed to be redone as well. And so uh, we were looking at this. Uh, we wanted to raise uh, money for youth, uh, missions abroad, or young people in other nations, or our own kids to go in the mission field. Uh, we wanted the kids' room update was a $10,000 budget, and QE, we only, had, we only needed $1,000 to do a few uh, breakfast, I think, was what our plan was. We were just stepping into this. Well, I think we can do that. So we were able to have 4,765 come in for youth. And much of that money we used because we didn't actually have a team going to Haiti this year, which is where we were going to go. We've been able to uh, send money to help Cecia complete her university uh, from Nicaragua. And we're just so excited that she is, she's going to graduate. She's going to be one of the, if, you've ever, if you'd ever have the privilege of meeting her, she's one of the smartest, sharpest, passionate believers in Jesus Christ you're ever going to meet. And she's going to, I really think, have an impact in that nation. And we're excited about investing in education in other countries. We raised the $10,000 for the Kids Unit Update. And uh, praise the Lord. And uh, then also uh, 4047 came in for QE. Amen? That's pretty cool. Now, you know, we, we were able to take uh, lattes and beverages over one day just for the teachers. I was able to be part of that. I was here one morning where we're cooking pancakes and doing all that kind of stuff. And it's been awesome to see. And then at Christmas time, you know, I played the video where they thanked Desert Stream. Uh, dozens of students lined up and they shot a video thanking Desert Stream for their support. And uh, it's, it's making a difference in people's lives. Amen? It's pretty awesome stuff. So, in addition, whoops. We uh, received about $11,000 in general pledges as well. So much of the money that came in was designated to specific projects. 
but we also had money that came in in general as well that we were able to direct to different needs that there were. So, for example, the money wasn't necessarily designated for youth investment that we put under that for Cessia, but money came in in general, we were able to send it there. Does everybody understand what I'm saying? So if it gets designated, then we put it there. But if it, if it isn't designated, then we just say, okay, this is a need here, this is a need there, we'll respond to it. And we like that kind of money because it gives us greater flexibility to, to shift as the year may go on or different needs might arise. So what did that look like? Well, our proposed budget was aggressive. We were like our first thing, all those different projects, that was $128,000 that we were looking to be able to raise. And uh, we actually raised 93532 That's about 75% of the money we needed to do everything. Isn't that fantastic? And, uh, and come on, give yourselves a hand for that. That's awesome. And, and where we fell short in being able to complete, uh, do all the money, say, for example, for the tractor, it got bought anyway because money came in from other places. And so one of the things that we've done over the last couple of years is we've created partnership agreements with nations that... Uh, people like Bennett, who doesn't have a Canadian registered charity number. And so he does a, a report with us, and, and so do the Baileys in the Philippines, so that um, we're able to get money to them. And what it's meant, though, is that other churches and people across the country direct money through us. And so those numbers aren't reflected up here, but if the true amount of money that's went through Desert Stream to Haiti this year has been closer to 50000 than what you saw, for example, up there. It's, it's a tremendous privilege to be able to be that partnership and we're very excited about what God uh, is doing. Amen? Pardon me? No, Bennett did not. The only project that did not get completed was the playground. And he's, he's not able to even get the materials in there right now. He's able to buy the van because it's already in there, imported. But uh, he did get a container in, one container in. And we did, sp I don't know how much money we invested in that. I can't remember. But we were able to, to send in a bunch of concrete stamping mats and a bunch of other things that we raised and that container took I don't know how many months to get through uh, it was filled back in the fall and I think he finally got it through customs in November so um, it's 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 a difficult situation there right now but we we're relieving God for a great breakthrough there in in the coming year and then so 2020 proposed Philippine projects Haiti project kind of on hold right now but Grace in QE investment uh, and then for the sanctuary, we're looking at or our church, video streaming and a sanctuary flooring, all right? So, and I'll explain those things in just a quick minute here. But here's, here's what we're looking at for 2020. And, uh, and we've also, you know, we're all constantly, this is evolving. So, you know, to make it easier for people to think and remember, what, how are we breaking this stuff down or what are we doing? We've kind of made a bit of a change here. Uh, it's three things, giving where you live, giving where you go, and giving where you grow. Is that pretty cool? And so what does that look like? Giving where you live is Kingdom Builders about investing in your community. So there are amazing ministry and mission opportunities where we can invest right here in Belleville and in this region. That's giving where you live. We live here. Let's, let's give here, right? And uh, over the years, we've done some pretty crazy radical stuff here. Uh, we raised $100,000 for the skate park. And, and the city got a skate park as a result of us being the first ones to step out and say, let's do it. And that was a huge commitment, $100,000, but we were able to do that. Give where you live. Secondly, give where you go. Jesus said, go into all the world, preach the gospel, making disciples of all nations. So Kingdom Builders is providing opportunity and support for key missions projects around the world. And then give where you grow. Uh, this house is where you, you grow. Many of you came to the Lord here. Many of you, this is your, your place where you've, you've 
you know, grown in your faith your whole life. And so we want to give where we grow as well. And uh, we want to be able to take care of this. One of the things that we've been such a missions-focused church that I'll be honest, uh, we haven't invested in any more than we've needed to in our building. And you might notice that as you look around. Ain't the prettiest sanctuary you've ever seen. And uh, in many of our facilities, we've made them practical. We've made them functional. But we have not invested uh, any more. And we've always paid cash for pretty much everything we've done. So we've not wanted to go in debt for it. And we want to continue with that trend, but we also know, know that we need partners to be able to do it. And so, for example, uh, getting into, well, I'll get to that in a minute, what we're going to do this year. So let's start with giving where you live. Uh, this year we want to uh, give 4000 again, to Queen Elizabeth. for We want to do uh, more regular uh, breakfast there. Many of the students come to school that have not eaten. And, uh, and this is the, the only meal that they may get right through. Some of them come without lunch either. And, uh, and so we're, we're happy to be able to step in and do that. We also are joining with Parkdale. They've been doing epic sport camp uh, at, over at um, the Parkdale School, Prince Charles School. And this year, we're going to do an epic camp at Queenie. So our, our passion is to do a camp there. And, uh, and they're going to work with us and partner with us. Churches working together. It's crazy, I know, in the city to be able to love their community. And so Mark Hymas over at Parkdale has done a great job at building a relationship with the school over there. And he's been on the school board now. And so just lots of favor. And we're going to just, we're going to ride on that favor and, and expand that opportunity. Uh, and we want to be able to bless the children and encourage the kids this summer uh, from QE as well. So we're excited about that. And then we want to increase that commitment to Grace Inn. And uh, Rob, I'm sure you're, you're upset about that, and, and that's terrible news. But, but sitting on the board of Grace Inn, I know how much uh, finances it's going to take to operate Grace Inn. It's going to take between five fifty dollars and $600,000 a year. And, uh, and if you think we don't need it, it's been full almost every night for the month of January. Uh, and so uh, it is a, a desperate need in our community. Um, I was here on Friday night, I was leaving the office, and we had to get going over to the county. Four o'clock, I'm packing up my computer, and a young lady who's been living in a tent down here at the end of the, the street uh, came in the door, and she was crying, and she'd just been robbed, and, uh, and she's uh, physically not well, and so I was able to just uh, spend some time with her, help her out, and uh, you know, help her to make some phone calls, get her situated, and and, uh, and the need is there. It's all around us. And so we're excited about being able to deepen our commitment there and walk with them. And then uh, the Philippines. I said to Mike, I said, how can we partner with you this year? And he sent me, he says, well, he said, we need about 60000 to finish uh, the home. I was like, how much? And uh, so I said, could you send me a breakdown of some of those things that we could take on? So when I, I said that to him, he said, well, the windows will be 15000 the flooring is going to be 12000 and to complete the nine bathrooms that are in the home is going to be 7000 That's a total of 34000 So that's a bite-sized chunk. I think we can tackle that. And uh, so, I, so I said, okay, let's, let, let, we'll look at that. And then uh, Carlos and Luisa have been doing leadership stuff around uh, the city of Nicaragua for years. And, uh, and what they want to do is they want to run a leadership school next fall where we bring people into the, to the hotel. We actually provide meals and stuff for three days, and we, we actually cover all of the stuff we've laid seed for the last number of years. We bring people in for that. And we're looking at a number of different leaders and teachers to come in and help us with that. So that's that project. And I'm sorry if we're going over a little late, but we're working on it. Here, I'll be as, going as fast as I can here. Uh, so that's the other thing, the 5,000. And then the video streaming 
the sanctuary floor update. So the video streaming, we've wanted to for a while to do video streaming here at the church. And, uh, and so we've made our first steps toward th that this year. And uh, we have a number of people that are already partnering and helping to, us to do that. And we believe we can do everything with the very, very best that we need to do here for the $20,000. That's two cameras, switching system. One of them is a remote that doesn't even have to be operated by a person that can follow the person around when they're talking and auto-focuses and, and does it and then stream uh, through either Facebook Live or some other type of streaming service. So uh, we, would, we would do that. And then the sanctuary floor. How many are sitting around the edges right now? If you're around the edge, put your hand up if you're sitting in the outside edge. Just look down at the floor. Just look down. I, I know it's a scary thought. Look down at it. it it's disgusting. I, I'm not sure why that is, but if the tile is 40 years old in here. It breaks away from the wall. It needs to be replaced. And we want to we redo the flooring in here. Uh, and uh, we're going to do a similar product to what's in the kitchen that you'll see when the service is over. You can go look what we've done there. And then we need to replace the carpet up here. And one of the complaints we've had with people from people is that when the person's speaking, if you're sitting in the back, sometimes you can't see them. So we want to build a short, like one foot, nine inch or one foot platform that would be about 24 feet long and, uh, and then rise up a foot and come out about 12 uh, feet so that we could, and then when people come up and pray, they could also kneel at that. They would also have a place that would be able to not just be flat on the ground, but be able to kneel as well. And so we're excited about being able to do that. And, and then this carpet, this carpet needs to go. It is, it has been here for a while. Tammy, she is just, she's cleaned this thing just what last week even, right? And it, it, uh, it's been here by carpet. You've been here a long time, but you need to go. So those are the projects we want to do here in the house. So um, what does all this look like? So for, uh, for 2020, it looks like this, $84,000, all right? $84,000 to do all that stuff. Everybody say 84. 84. 84. 84. We can do that. Now, some might say, well, why is it less than last year? Um, well, partly because not everybody, my missionaries, got back to me with what projects they had. So that's part of the reason why. Uh, but <laughs> um, I'm always able to dream bigger. But... Um, well, one of the things we have as a church, just to be honest with you, is, is we need uh, the regular giving in the church to go up. I'm just going to take two minutes here just to close out this morning. Um, we, uh, there's so much we could do that if we had the resources to do it. I remember Jeff John speaking here a number of years ago, and he said the only thing that holds back most churches is not lack of vision, is not lack of of passion is not lack of heart but it's lack of resources now, we had an accountant in Lindsay when we pastored there and he did some research and he was a an avid passionate giving man and he said if every person who called himself Christian on planet earth tithed he said the church could wipe out uh, world hunger by themselves the church of Jesus Christ could wipe it out yeah. without any without breaking a sweat and uh and would do it more efficiently than, than the government, yes. And, and the reality is, and I've had people say, well, pastor, you're not going to talk about tithing, are you? Tithing is Old Testament. And last night at our core leadership, I said, you're right. Tithing is Old Testament, and it's not taught as a New Testament uh, principle. It's not dissed as a New Testament principle. And Jesus even said, you know, you should practice the, uh, tithing and while you're also doing other kind of giving. But the reality is that, you know, there is the thing of called, well, giving as a Christian. What's that look like? 
And here's the thing, and I challenge you to do this. Check the New Testament out. Every instance of giving in the New Testament surpasses tithing. Every single one of them. Uh, we used to have people that would fill out their envelope and scratch out the word tithe because they were adamant that I shouldn't be teaching on tithing. And they'd scratch it out and write Christian giving and then put $5 in the envelope. That's not Christian giving. Because every example of giving in the New Testament, the widow giving her last mite, everything she had, to uh, you know, casting your, your bread, giving all, I mean, it's all way beyond just giving 10%. But 10% is a great place to start. My wife and I have practiced tithing since the, we were first married. We've never considered it optional. And there were years when coming up with that tithe, you know, wow, we could have used that money for other things. But the blessing and the prosperity of God has always chased us down as well. And we stand here today to tell you that that principle has, has served our life well. And I'm not telling you this today because, oh, we need your money. We do need your money. But I'm telling you this because you need to be faithful. Because God wants to bless you. And God wants to bless through you. He wants to bless you and he wants to bless through you. And he does that through faithful people. If, if uh, Right now, I think we have about 40% of the house, 40 to 50% tithes, which is really high for uh, uh, an evangelical church. Uh, if we talk mainline churches, it, it doesn't even exist, but for an evangelical church, the average evangelical church is about 25%. I think we're around 40. And, uh, but imagine if it was 100. There would be no stopping what we could do. And I'm not saying, oh, if it was 100, we'd all get raises to 100 grand a year. Uh, we're not even talking about that at all. That isn't what it's about. This is about what we could do as a church. This is about what we could do in our community, what we could do overseas, what we could do uh, for the kingdom of God. So I'm telling you this this morning because we need your help. And you need to help yourself. The principle of tithing will always come back to you as a blessing. Because the Bible says one verse I know and know well is God says you cannot outgive. God. He will be an, a debtor to no man. He does not allow us to, to invest in him without him taking care of us. It's just the nature of who he is. And that's why I said at the beginning, before I ever started the presentation, that really, if, if you want to boil it down, whether it's kingdom builders or tithing in our life or whatever it is, it all comes down to do you trust God? That's what it comes down to. If I trust God, then the then the greatest expression of my trust comes from my finances. Because you can talk to just about anybody, and the greatest stress in their life is probably money. You talk to most couples who get divorced. Number one contributor after an affair is money. You know, it, it's, it's money. Why? Because it's that thing that we need and, and we, we operate with and we function with as a society. It's also the thing that causes the greatest temptations, the greatest struggles. And when we submit the money to God, just like we do everything else, we find that God begins to set us at liberty to be able to be whole, to be complete as people. So, I want you to stand with me this morning. I want you to stretch your hands out toward this screen because $84,000 is what we want to be able to raise to get these projects done. Uh, here, no, oh, did it go blank? All right, no problem. $84,000. And I realize it's late, it's 10 to, this is a, Latest we've been in eons. So if you're visiting with us today, we're usually done at 11.30. So just so you know. And, uh, and so we do apologize, but a lot in the service today, and I needed to get this out. But 
just take your hand, your right hand, and, and place it over your heart like this. Father, today we recognize that, Father, when it comes to investing in the kingdom of God, it really boils down to a matter of the heart. Father, does my heart trust you? Do I trust you with my life? Do I trust my children to you? Do I trust my future to you? Do I trust my finances to you? And Lord, today we recognize that we could stand up and you could, I could do an expose throughout the scripture on tithing and teaching and, and drive home that point. Or I could talk about other aspects of giving. But at the end of the day, Lord, it's a question of whether I trust you or not. Do I trust you? Do I trust your word? Do I trust the promises in your word to be yes and amen to them that believe? And Father, if I do, then Lord, here is my finances as well. And so this morning, we just ask God that you would help us to be able to engage and partner uh, together as a family to be able to, to meet these needs. Father, some of them are to uh, help us and, and make our, our own facility a better place and a better opportunity to be able to minister to those who come here. Much of it is to help uh, other people overseas to be able to complete what they're doing there, uh, to help Grayson be able to complete what it's doing there. Father, we are asking you for your help to be able to empower us to be able to change the world. And Father, we thank you for that today. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 What I would like you to do as I close is to take this next week and pray about what God would have you to do. Next week when you come to church, there will be a card. It's a pledge card. You would fill that out and you'd say, I'm, I'm going to pledge this amount of money to this project or this project. But what I'd like you to do is take this week to pray and say, I'm going to commit of my life uh, over and above my regular giving to be able to meet this need in the kingdom of God. God bless you. Have an amazing day. And thank you for your grace and your patience. You are awesome. Take care.